Hello and welcome to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Baum. I'm here to share techniques and tools to help you engage with your audience and bring art, objects and ideas to life. So let's dive into this week's show. Hello and welcome back to the Art Engager podcast. I'm your host, Claire Bowne of Thinking Museum, and this is episode 114. So this week, I'm responding to a question I get asked a lot. How do you work with groups that are more used to a traditional approach and say they don't want to participate? But before that, last week I was chatting to Ruth Slavin, Corinne Zimmerman and Ray Williams about their book, Activating the Art Museum. We were exploring how to design and facilitate museum experiences for healthcare professionals. This was such a good episode. Do go and listen to episode 113 if you haven't already. And now that The Art Engager has over 100 episodes... This podcast is a great resource. You can take your pick from the huge back catalogue of different episodes to brush up on your skills, be inspired and learn new techniques. So if you want to support this show and keep it going from strength to strength, you can do so by treating me to a cup of tea on buymeacoffee.com forward slash Claire I'll put a link in the show notes. And if you have a question for the show, feel free to get in touch. I'm always happy to answer any questions you have, especially those that other listeners might find interesting and ones that we can turn into episodes like this one. So let's get on with today's show. Today's topic was inspired by an email exchange I had with a listener who faced challenges when dealing with groups of older participants. Here's what she had to say. So my colleagues and I recently completed two training courses in your approach, visible thinking in the museum at our museum. My experience with VTM has been very positive. However, I have a question to ask you. How do you use VTM for seniors? Some of my colleagues and I have experienced difficulties with groups of this age. They usually expect a traditional form of guiding, that is, seeing as many artworks as possible and listening to art historical information from me. Do you have any advice for us? So while the original question was about engaging senior citizens, I'm going to broaden our focus today to address any group that may resist more interactive, participative experiences. So the issues described in this email are actually quite common when dealing with many different types of groups. Some groups expect a traditional form of museum guiding. And when we say traditional, this is where the focus is on seeing as much as possible and passive listening, a walk and talk tour, a lecture style. So how can we work with these expectations while still providing an engaging and educational experience? 
So I think first, it's a good idea to look at why some people might be resistant or reluctant to be more participative and interactive in the museum. It's really important to be able to empathise with this perspective in order to address any concerns. So for many individuals, especially those from older generations, a more traditional approach to education is deeply ingrained. Their school experiences and their upbringing may have involved a lot of one-way communication, especially in school with the teacher or authority figure imparting knowledge and the students listening and absorbing that information passively. So this traditional educational model may have shaped their expectations for what to expect in informal learning in a museum too. Or they may have experienced many guided tours in the past, perhaps with a lecture style format where the guide is imparting their knowledge and they are listening and observing. The very idea of active participation and interaction might feel unfamiliar or even uncomfortable to them. Another factor at play here could be apprehension. It could be fear of the unknown. So when people encounter a new approach, they may worry about their ability to engage or participate effectively. They might be worried about doing it wrong. And this can be a huge barrier to embracing more interactive experiences. And in addition, some individuals may have sensory or physical limitations, such as hearing difficulties or mobility issues that might make active participation more challenging. And all of this leads to resistance. So when you're working with groups that expect a more traditional approach, it's important to be aware of these concerns and to be empathetic. Acknowledge that their past experiences, their expectations are valid. And if participants share their concerns, listen actively and attentively. This all helps to create an inclusive and respectful environment. It's so much better to understand their concerns rather than making assumptions. One other crucial aspect of preparing participants for a different kind of experience is setting expectations. So when you set expectations, you're literally aiming to bridge the gap between their traditional expectations and the interactive approach you plan to offer. So in order to do this well, you want to think about doing the following. So firstly, before the tour even happens, before they even enter the museum, begin by clearly communicating the nature of the educational program or guided tour with your potential participants. So use your museum's website, any booking communications and introductory materials to explain what this experience will be like. You might also want to highlight the benefits of a more interactive and immersive approach. And it's important here to think about how you can change expectations before the group even enters the building. 
So for this, you may need to think about involving the museum as a whole with this part. You want to make sure that the messaging is consistent throughout. And everyone involved in visitor interactions should be aware of and convey the same message about what the program will be like. So in an ideal scenario, your participants will already arrive at the museum aware of the unique nature of the program or guided tour they're about to experience. And this will be thanks to the clear and consistent advanced communication by the museum. However, there may also be some instances where some participants are still surprised or confused when they arrive. And in such cases, it's essential to manage this situation effectively. So here are some strategies for managing any apprehension and confusion. So begin by offering a warm and friendly welcome. Create a welcoming and inclusive atmosphere where participants feel comfortable to express their concerns or confusion. You want to repeat the key points about the nature of the experience to come in your introduction and see episode 44 for more information about the four steps to a great introduction. When you're introducing yourself, the museum, the program, reinforce that this will be different from a traditional tour and explain the benefits of the interactive approach. Explain to your group that the more they put into this program, the more they will get out of it. Tell them, perhaps, that this program is driven by them, by their ideas, their discoveries, their thoughts and their questions. And tell them to freely share their insights and observations. It's all about their unique perspectives. And then you want to think about acknowledging any concerns or questions. So you might want to say something like, I can see that this format may be different from what you were expecting. You know, that's perfectly okay. And then you might want to go on to explain what we're going to be doing. So we're here to explore the artworks together in a way that allows us to share our thoughts and engage with the collection and engage with the collection on a deeper level. So by saying something like this, it can help to address any specific worries and provide reassurance about what to expect. But what about concerns that the group may miss out on seeing a vast number of artworks in a relatively short period of time or the highlights tour as it's otherwise known? How can we address that concern? So, you may want to explain that you'll be focusing on a curated selection of artworks or objects and that these artworks or objects have been carefully chosen to offer a rich and in-depth experience. You want to emphasise the quality of the experience over the quantity. Also highlight that an interactive approach allows for a deeper understanding of what you're looking at. So with an artwork, you can engage with it on a deeper level. You can delve into its context, history and meaning. 
Perhaps you could also mention that the program is customizable too. So if there's a specific artwork or object that they're eager to see, then say that your interactive approach allows for flexibility and customization too, that there are no scripts here and that you're happy to deviate. It's important to also reiterate that the goal of the program is not to rush through as many artworks as possible, but to create a meaningful connection with the pieces that have been chosen. Participants should really understand that the value of the experience lies in the quality of the engagement rather than the quantity of artworks. So now we've addressed setting expectations and managing concerns for groups with traditional preferences. Now let's look at practical strategies for adapting your approach during the program in order to accommodate varying comfort levels and preferences. So one of the challenges of working with diverse groups is that not everyone will have the same level of comfort with interactive experiences. Some participants may be keen to embrace it wholeheartedly, while others may still be a bit reluctant. And they might be reluctant even after you've set expectations and managed their concerns. So here's how to navigate this dynamic effectively. You could start your program with a balanced approach, maybe incorporating some interactive elements while maintaining a more traditional format. This gradual introduction allows participants to ease into the interactive experience gradually. For example, perhaps you could begin by sharing some brief background information about the artwork in a more traditional way. Perhaps you could provide some historical context or some details about an artist. Then you could introduce some light interactive elements. So this could include asking participants open-ended questions about their initial impressions of the artwork or object, or encouraging them to share any observations or things they've noticed. These are really light and gentle ways to encourage interactivity. Then if all goes well, you can introduce more group discussion at the next artwork or object. And as the tour progresses, you can introduce steadily more interactive elements, you know, inviting participants to discuss symbolism in a painting or encouraging them to try their hand at sketching a detail from an object. By following a gradual approach to interactivity, participants have the opportunity to ease into the interactive elements and this will make the program more inclusive and enjoyable for everyone. And you will need to be patient. You'll have to work hard at building psychological safety and trust. Ensure participants feel comfortable expressing themselves and know that their contributions are valued. Pay attention to comfort levels. So throughout the programme, keep a close eye on the group's comfort level. If you notice any resistance to participation, respect their preferences. Remember the mantra, participation is encouraged but not required. So avoid pushing them into interactive elements 
before they are ready. Ask gentle questions. So when you're seeking participation, ask relatively easy and gentle questions that don't put participants on the spot. Encourage them to share their observations or whether they are enjoying what they're looking at. These non-threatening questions can help ease them into participation. You might want to also use some simple thinking routines and then repeat these throughout the programme as this repetition helps the group to get used to the interactive process and gradually builds their comfort with it. So see, think, wonder is a wonderful thinking routine to do this with. And do a gradual introduction of activities. So start, don't start with any activities that require a lot of effort or planning. Save those for later on. You might want to begin with uh, some gentle pair share discussion. This is when you encourage participants to talk to their neighbours and share their thoughts. And even if participants are reluctant to do a pair share, you could invite them to write down a few thoughts a few phrases, one sentence, a few words on a post-it note and then to share with a neighbour. And this gets over the fear sometimes people have of not knowing what to say. And also be observant, be attuned to participants' reactions. If you try an interactive element and you notice any discomfort or resistance, be prepared to pivot and change your approach on the spot. And crucially, if they appear uncomfortable or resistant, don't hesitate to scale back on the interactive components temporarily. You could, at that point, focus more on sharing small bite-sized pieces of information and some more gentle questions and see what the group feel comfortable doing. And then, at various times, test the boundaries and see if they're willing to do a little more. Always be ready to scale back temporarily if necessary. So, for example, with the pair share that I've already mentioned, imagine you're leading a group through the museum and you've introduced a pair share activity. Turn and talk to your neighbour. If you notice that some participants are hesitant to participate, reassure them that there's no pressure to perform and that there aren't any wrong answers here. Tell them that everyone's perspective is valid. Also, make sure that your instructions are clear. All too often, people are slow or look reluctant to get started with activities because they're not sure what to do. It's not that they're reluctant about the activity, it's more that they're unsure of the instructions. And if they are still slow to get started, mingle amongst the pairs and offer a simpler prompt for the pair to discuss. Remember, the goal is to create a space where everyone's voice is heard and valued. So the key takeaway here is adaptability. By being patient, observant and responsive to the group's comfort level and preferences, you can strike a balance between traditional and interactive elements. And you also ensure that everyone has a positive and engaging experience. Ultimately, you want to be creating an inclusive and enjoyable experience that's interactive, 
but also respects the preferences and comfort of all participants, regardless of their initial expectations. So let's recap what we've covered today. In this episode, we've tackled a common challenge, how to engage groups that are more accustomed to a traditional approach and may initially resist participation in interactive guided tours or programs. So we began by exploring the reasons behind this resistance, emphasizing the importance of empathy and understanding. And we talked about setting expectations as a key strategy, both before the program and at the start in your introduction. We explored how to address common concerns as well. And then we've discussed some practical strategies for accommodating varying comfort levels and preferences during the program. So a gradual introduction, building psychological safety and trust and paying attention to comfort levels and using gentle questions and simple thinking routines. All of these play a role in making the experience inclusive and enjoyable for everyone. So that's it for this week. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Baum. You can find more art engagement resources by visiting my website, thinkingmuseum.com. And you can also find me on Instagram, at Thinking Museum, where I regularly share tips and tools on how to bring art to life and engage your audience. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share with others and subscribe to the show on your podcast player of choice. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time.